0: What's up everybody welcome to DB we're glad I am super excited that you guys are here I have a my vision and my focus and my belief and my expectation is through the roof today I am so excited and I am praying that this would get like contagious and infective for you Um, because I believe what God wants to do through our lives and in our lives is so incredible it's so amazing it's so supernatural that it's just un- what we can do together as a church, what we can accomplish, what God wants to do in and through your life is amazing. And so I'm so excited that you're here, that God is here, and what He wants to do in the next few moments in our time together. So we're kicking off a brand new series today that we're calling Won't You Be My Neighbor? Ah, won't you be my neighbor? And so if you're, um, th- those of you that are here for the first time, welcome. We're glad you're here. But I, uh, somebody knew that I was kicking off this series, and they're really excited about it. So I have something. I, I know it's going to look a little funny that I'm taking this off right now, but I want you guys to see it. I'm wearing a Mr. Rogers, won't you be my neighbor shirt. Somebody bought this for me and brought it for me today. So I had. To. So in case you're listening by podcast i'm repping mr rogers because he's inspiring and he's inspired many lives and he's inspired my and i'm actually i brought just like he did in the show i don't know if you guys remember but he had like these blue shoes so i'm gonna like take my shoes off and put them on like he did you know so as i do this if you want you can look in the bible we're going to talk today from the book of luke chapter 10 and as you do that i do want to say um I don't know what I want to say. Luke chapter 10. We're going to look at a passage in the scripture that is actually really common. A lot of people know about this passage. People that don't even read the Bible, people that don't, are not even followers of Jesus know this story. And so we're going to read this story together got my little blue shoes on, Mr. Rogers, yeah, and, um, and we're going to read the story together. My challenge for us today is that we look at it, sorry, I'm a little ADD and anal, if I see this like thrown like that, I have to like, sorry, all right, boom, all right, so we're going to look at it together. My challenge is that you'll look at this passage of scripture, even though it's so familiar, even though you're like, I know what he's going to say, pretend you're looking at it for the very first time as we walk through this passage together. Now, also I want to say, in case you don't know, I'm giving you guys, a, in case you don't know, I'm giving you a few minutes to click, 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 find Luke chapter 10. Okay, we're going to read verse 24, I think we're going to start. So keep looking, keep looking. Or if you have your Bibles, physical Bibles, let me see who the safe people are in the house. I'm just kidding. So just click, click, click. You could use that. Um, find Luke chapter chapter 10. Um, super excited because many of you don't know this week We have been bathed, this building has been bathed in prayer and in worship. Um, We had the Super Bowl outreach uh, happening this week, and it was phenomenal. Um, So from Monday morning at 6 a.m. until last night at midnight, people have been praying, uh, two-hour slots, taking turns, and worship has been going on here in this building. And then also, um, so nonstop. So this place has been bathed in prayer, okay? And then um, on top of that, there was a team of folks that would go out every day and go to the streets and reach people. This whole Super Bowl outreach was about rescuing and raising awareness for people that have been trafficked, uh, sex trafficking, human trafficking. And so it was a huge event. And I'm excited because we have some folks that kind of lingered over after um, this whole week. Some of them flew back, some of them didn't. Some of them are resting because they've been up for more than 24 hours, but we have some folks that. Came today. We're gonna hear from some of them. My brother from another mother is here. I love him so much. Pastor David, um, he's from IHOP Miami, which is an awesome church, and it's down in West Kendall. So if you know anybody that is looking for a really good church down there, invite them to IHOP Miami because that's a that's a great church over there. And so um, he's gonna share a few in a few minutes as well. But I'm I'm really excited. How many of you guys can feel what I'm sharing? Yeah, I'm really excited. All right, so let's look at Luke chapter ten. And we're going to read this story, Um, and it's like a bunch of verses we're going to read today, like 11 verses, okay, so, but the title of my talk today, so I'm going to give you like the spoiler alert, so like, 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 today, the reason why we're even doing this series is because I believe God is calling each and every one of us to become good neighbors. Won't you be my neighbor is all about being a good neighbor, and so God is calling each of us to be a good neighbor. And that's kind of what we did with the Super Bowl outreach, it's kind of what we've done in the past, and so we're doing it, we're trying to do it, and we're going to do it more this year, 2020, as a church, but we're going to do it individually as well. We're going to learn how to be a good neighbor, that's what we're going to talk about today. And so, the story we're going to read today is all about how to become a good neighbor. I'm going to give you the spoiler alert. What is this story about? We already know the story's about how to become a good neighbor, and what is it? How do you become a good neighbor? Here's the spoiler alert. You're like, no, don't tell me, because then I'm going to space out and think about the Kansas City Chiefs and... And and who's the other team? Yeah, that other team. Yeah, because they're gonna win, Kansas City. I'm a Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, just kidding. San Francisco. You know, so I'm gonna space out. Don't tell me this for no no no. You need to know. This is it. This is the spoiler right here. The, what Jesus is basically telling us how to become a good neighbor is to show mercy. Can everybody say show mercy? Show mercy. Say it again, show mercy. That's actually the, talk, the title of my talk today. And we're going to start in verse 24. Show, can you say it one more time? Show mercy? show mercy? Since we're talking about being a good neighbor, can you look at your neighbor and say, show mercy. show mercy? All right. Now look at the one you didn't pick the first time and say it to that one, the second neighbor on the other side. Show mercy. All right, so here we go. Jesus is speaking, and he says this. Actually, he's not speaking yet. Sorry, this is the narrative here in Luke. So Luke is actually right. And so a lawyer stood up and put him to the test, a certain lawyer, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And so what do we got here first? God bless you, by the way. What do we got here first? What we got is we got this, this certain lawyer. And any good lawyer knows that, you know, you never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to and so we see that right there in the scriptures that behold a certain lawyer stood up and tested him tested who tested jesus saying hey um teacher what shall i do to inherit eternal life and so what does jesus do he flips it he answers a question with a what a question he answers the question with a question, and he says, well, what, why, let's read it. Why don't you tell me? Let's read it together. Um, so he says, uh, and so he, Jesus, responded and said to him, what is written in the law? How does it read to you? Jesus is saying, look, what do you understand when you read the law? And so the, the lawyer's like, oh, caught me off guard uh well i'll tell you let's keep reading and so the lawyer answered you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself so it's interesting interesting to me the next part how jesus responds to that here we go and he said to him this is jesus you have answered correctly do this and you shall live But wishing to justify himself, this is the lawyer now, you guys, are you following me? But wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And Jesus, like a good rabbi, says, aha, that is the question. And so he doesn't answer that question with a question, he answers that question with a story. And he tells this story. And the story is, Many of us know the story of the good Samaritan, but this story could easily be titled the story of the good neighbor, right? And so that's what I'm gonna refer to this here as we read together. And so let's look at this text together. He said, this is Jesus. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And FYI, Jerusalem to Jericho is about 17, 17 miles, rugged, very dangerous territory. There's an incredible drop. Some folks here have actually been to Israel. You may know the terrain there. It's a drop, a 3,000-foot drop from Jerusalem to Jericho, okay? So on the side of the roads, there's like caves and little things that, that you can like slip away really easy. And so he says, a uh, man came down from Jericho and he fell among robbers. And they stripped him and they beat him and they went away leaving him half dead. But that, you guys, unfortunately at that time on this road, it wasn't uncommon for people to be robbed on this road to Jericho, for people to be beaten. It wasn't uncommon, because like I said, there was ways to like get away and not get caught. Like these little caves on the side of the road, you could slip away and not get caught. And so, and by chance, let's keep reading. You see it there? And by chance, a priest was going down on the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So here's a person who was offering sacrifices in Jerusalem, probably was on his daily commute, right? Like we do, commute to go to work, right? He was probably on his daily commute going these 13 miles in those times. That was probably the best he could do. And so he's walking these 13 miles. He's going, and he's got, and so by chance, a priest comes by, and he sees the guy, but he goes by, on the other side, and so um, we, we can summarize by this, that this guy, he looked, but he didn't do anything. Let's keep reading. And so scripture says, likewise, this is Jesus talking, a Levite was also a Levite was also going along the way, right? He, so he's also responsible for the sacrifices in the temple, and he's you know responsible for like the religious things. So we got two religious guys coming from Jerusalem to Jericho, and they see the guy, and what happens? And when he came, this is the, the, the Levite, when he came to the place and he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So got these two guys who are walking from Jericho to Jericho, from Jerusalem to Jericho, watch your step, it's 3,000 feet drop, right? So it's rugged, it's kind of dangerous, walking down, and they see this guy, and they cross to the other side, and they keep going. All right, so let's keep reading. Now Jesus introduces another person in the story for a reason, right? And he has some reasons for placing him here, and then he said, but a Samaritan who was on a journey now, the reason that this Samaritan is here is probably because he's a VIP. He's an important person, very important person. This guy's on a journey. He's got a time crunch. He's, he's got things he's got to do, but he's on this journey, and he goes, and then he sees this guy. Let's keep reading. He came where he was, and when he saw him, and let me just stop right there. So two guys, saw, all three of them saw. Two guys kept going. One of them stopped. Two of them just looked, but one stopped, and we'll keep reading, and when he saw him, he had compassion, are you guys doing okay, you follow me, there's a lot of verses here, right, we don't typically read all these verses, but this is good stuff, all right, he had compassion, and he came to him, and he bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them, and he put him on his own animal, probably a donkey, that's probably what the, the Samaritan had, and he brought him to an inn, and he took care of him, an inn, in our day and age, it'd probably be a motel, right took him to a motel and so these other two fellows were the religious guys the levite the priest were the religious guys and they just kept going and here's a man who's hated by the jews because he's a samaritan remember we talked about samaritans last week right that they pray this prayer jews pray this prayer every single day they say god thank you so much the jewish men pray this prayer god thank you so much that i'm not a woman <laughs> god thank you so much that i'm not a samaritan and god thank you so much i'm not a slave at this time this is the prayer the jewish men would pray every single so it's not a guy he's hated by the jews and this guy actually stops let's keep reading and it says that he took him to this this inn and on the next day he took out two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper and he said to him take care of him and whatever more you spend when i return i will repay you right now listen to this. this 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 must have been a very convicting statement for the lawyer the certain lawyer who asked this question who is my neighbor because he's sitting there and he was able to answer right the question really good like like okay remember when let's go back just for a second here remember when jesus asked when, when the lawyer asked jesus and what is the greatest commandment and jesus turns it out and he says well why don't you tell me and the guy's like Uh, well the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself and then Jesus is like great job that test you were trying to test me with you just passed your own test you did it great job because this guy was probably a rule keeper very religious very you know he probably so so if 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 I'm the 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 lawyer and I'm hearing Jesus tell this story about the priest and the Levite I'm starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable because I'm like wait did you say, I just want to make sure I heard this. You said Samaritan is the one who did that? Like, I, you, you, you lost me. You lost me when you said Samaritan, Right? right? I'm not sure I get this, but here he is, and he says this next statement. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robber's hands? And he said, talking about the lawyer, and the lawyer said, and let's read it together. The one that what? The one who showed mercy toward him then jesus said to him go and do the same thing go and do likewise now what i'd like to do in this passage is this i I want us to look at this good neighbor story if you permit me to say that this good samaritan story good neighbor and i want us to ask ourselves the question where do i fit in this like is this me like like could i see myself doing what he did Or do I see myself more like one of the other guys? Because what we're talking about when we say these religious guys, priest and Levite, we're talking about on the exterior. You look at them, you're like, oh, he's a priest. Oh, he's a Levite. He's a religious priest. He's a Sunday goer, right? He's, He's got it all together on the exterior in this conduct. And so today we're talking about what the difference is between your conduct is and your Character is how you are when no one, somebody once told me, character is how you are when no one is looking. See, these priests and this Levite, they walked on, nobody noticed necessarily saw him do that saw them doing that but here this guy this samaritan does something different so ask us the question as we are in 2020 how does this fit into our lives how as I, who, how does a follower of jesus look i, I know that things are not the same right this is in the time judeo you know in jerusalem and, and you know a long time ago but today things are actually a lot worse can you say yes yeah, In and, and other words, this is like one incident on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, but today there are many incidents that are happening all over our country, and, and how many people who are in need and so forth, and, and so with, with that in mind, I want us to think about what this good neighbor really did. How did he show mercy? So in other words, his rightful place, what, what, what everybody would have expected this Samaritan to do is what, you guys? Help me out. To what? just keep keep going not stop but he didn't he's helping this guy not die this guy that actually hates him that actually wants to see the good Samaritan die like if he died he wouldn't even think twice I mean the good neighbor could have easily had the same attitude but he doesn't and Jesus chose the Samaritan and the Jew for a reason to get across. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about and ask yourself the question, is this characteristic, is your character like this? Is this characteristic of your life on a day-to-day basis? Or do you just go along? Especially when you know that no one is really gonna find out, look at you. How do you be a good neighbor? How do you show mercy? So the very first thing, if you're taking notes, I wanna help you out to be a good neighbor is you show mercy by allowing yourself to really see. You can write that down if you wanna see. How how do we do this? How do we just like really see, right? He didn't just see like the other two saw. He really saw, but let's read the verse. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, he came where he was, and when he saw him, he looked and he saw. He saw this guy was like in critical condition, about to die. He saw something, he, the other guy saw something, you know, the other two guys, they saw something, but he saw something that went beyond just like the natural. He saw something, he really saw something beyond, and that's what God wants all of us to be able to do, right? God wants all of us to be able to see beyond. God wants all of us to be able to see, not just with natural eyes, but to see with spiritual eyes. Just this week, I was with a friend of mine, we were at a restaurant, and we were, um, we, the waiter came, and we put in our, our drink order, water, right? And then they left, and then he left, and, and as when the waiter came back with our water, my friend who's sitting across the table goes, hey, man, how's your back? And the guy's like, what? He's like, yeah, man, how's, how's your back? You're having back issues, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, how'd you know? And he said, man, I don't know, but I feel like God wants me to pray for you. A- and so what was happening is my friend was really seeing he was really seen, and he didn't do it in a ni- you know awkward way. He was trying to do it in a very natural way. How's your back? I, I, I don't know. I think God wants me to pray for you. And so that's what God wants us. He wants us to be re- to be able to, to really see, right? He didn't see like the other guy saw. He, he saw a guy, and what he saw was someone who was in terrible need, and he was about to die. And he didn't look to see if he was a Samaritan. He didn't look to see if he was a Jew. What he saw was way beyond that. He saw someone who was... In a great need, and instead of just passing down along the road, right, he stopped. He could have said, man, I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey, and I've got some things to do, and I better, you know, they're waiting for me, whatever. But he didn't. He stopped. I mean, that's what the other guys did, for whatever reason, Right? These guys were religious guys. maybe they saw the 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 dirty, bloodied guy. They're like, if I touch he's defiled, if I touch him, won't be able to go to work today. You know, maybe I gotta get paid, you know, and if I can't work, I can't eat. And you know, whatever reason, they didn't stop, but he did. He had lots of things that he could have thought. But the Samaritan not only saw something, he also he showed mercy by allowing his eyes to really see. He not only saw with his natural eyes, but he saw. Something beyond, and if you want to be a good neighbor, you got to see beyond. You got to see beyond just just with the natural eyes. You're not just noticing and seeing what's in front of you, but you got to see beyond. God wants to help us to show mercy by allowing us to see beyond. Can somebody say yes? Not just with natural eyes, but with spiritual eyes, and what he saw spoke to him. What he saw spoke to him, and 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 so in, in this story, here's somebody who's about to die. Uh, you know, he was robbed, he was stripped, left alone, naked to die. And this good neighbor showed mercy by really seeing. And then what did he do? Let's look at the passage. So he allowed his eyes to really see. And then he also he he. How did he show mercy? He showed mercy by having ka ka compassion. He showed mercy by having compassion. How do you have comp- compassion? You know how you do it? you feel it, you feel it, you let it mess with you, you, you feel it, there was a need, and watch this carefully, he, you really saw this need, and here's the big question, can we feel the need, can you feel it, it's one thing for me to see it, but can I feel it? Can I feel the need? Can I feel it deep enough that, that I'm going uh, you know, to forget about what's mine? I'm going to forget about what's going on in my schedule, and I want to know what does it take to really? He felt something. He felt something that would not let the man just lie there and die. He felt something that he didn't have to count. He just says, you know what? Here's enough to take care of him for three weeks. Here's a two, din- whatever it is, and I'll pay more. I don't even have, you know, I'm not gonna even, like, I don't know how much it's gonna cost me, but here it is. He just, he felt something. He felt something that made him say, whatever, you know, is spent, I- I'll come back and pay you the rest. I- I'll repay you. You guys, that's true, genuine, godly, Christ-like attitude and compassion. How do we show mercy as a good neighbor? We have compassion. I wonder, when I read this passage, how many people you and I pass every day who are in need? They don't tell us maybe vocally that they're in need, but but they have this need. Some people, they'll never tell you they're in need, right? How many people do we we talk to? How many people do we listen to? How many people who have needs? And sometimes that person is trying to get our attention right, on a deeper level than we hear at first, to hear beyond. And and the reason they keep telling us, you know, the same thing over and over again is because they want us to feel it. They want us to feel the pain and the hurt and what they've gone through. That's why you keep hearing the same record being played over and over again when you talk to them. I think of all of us that have been, you know, been that way about something in our lives, right, and I just want to be sure that you feel what I feel, that's what they're saying. I want you to know that, I, you, know, that you understand my hurt, my pain, my suffering, my loss, my, my, my misunderstanding. I want to, you to be able to be sure that you feel it, that I, I'll know that you've got compassion. Once I know you, then I know you, 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 you feel me. That's how we say it today, right? You, I, you feel me. That's what matters. When you say, I'll pray for you, now I know you're gonna pray for me because you feel it. You've got Compassion. And think about this, it's not not easy to feel somebody else's hurt. It is, it's not easy. And I think of all, you know, all of us, we need enough hurt and pain in our life that we don't forget it. They were like, man, I remember like it was yesterday, and we don't forget that pain, and I can think of things in my own life, and, and suffering, and self, you know, things that, that have happened to me that has, you know, nothing compared to what this guy on the side of the road, you know, went through, but, but, but I, I think about times when I realized how God has used those points or seasons of pain in my life for my good to help me understand what somebody was really feeling. And so when you do that it changes you you guys when you're able to feel what other people are going through and sometimes they don't need anything physical from you right sometimes they just need to know that you can feel what they feel and that's the beginning of healing for a lot of people and finally somebody's heard me finally somebody knows how i feel and i just want to be i want to i want to feel like they understand so of course When you and I pray, we know that the Lord understands us, but there is a lot of people out there. There are people in every single church, everywhere, who go through all kinds of painful things, but you know what? As bad as it was, painful as it was, God used it for My good, because he opened my heart to a level that I had never felt before. And a good neighbor has compassion, and that's what makes a good neighbor able to stop and take time for somebody else to listen and to feel what they feel. And then when Jesus concluded all that, he simply said to the man, Go and do likewise, monkey. See. And monkey do right what should I do at that moment he lost track of who he was he forgot that he was a Samaritan and that this guy hated him he stopped and so the first thing we want to do is we want to show mercy by opening our eyes allowing our eyes to what to help me out really see the second one is we want to show mercy how we want to show mercy by compassion compassion. the third one if you're taking notes is we want to show we want to be a good neighbor by showing mercy by helping and if you want to be a good neighbor you need to show mercy by helping, let's look at this scripture here. So he went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal and he brought him to an inn and he took care of him. You know, he could have easily said, you know what, I'm just gonna throw some money at it, I'm just gonna like leave, I, I'm, I'm not really gonna do, it. I'll give you a couple bucks, you know, and and, and, and see, go, go on my way, right? But this guy, he opened himself to the possibility of helping. Somebody's hurt. Somebody's about to die. I better go do something. And because he opened himself, the only thing that mattered was helping this guy. And so when I think about that, I I think about his pulse probably beating pretty fast. A lot of thoughts going on in his mind like, oh my goodness, like this guy is a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. If I help him, what are people going to think? I mean, it could have been bombarding his thoughts, right? Like, what, what if I bring him to get help and people think, I did it. Or, what if I stop and I try to help him, and the same people who hurt him are hiding in the cave on the side of the road, and they're going to jump out and kill me? I mean, any kind of thoughts could have been running through his mind, but yet he didn't allow that to stop him from helping. He went and he did, he helped this guy. There was something happening on the inside of this good neighbor, this good Samaritan's heart. And so he saw him in the condition he was, and he could have been so afraid to say, well, you know what, the same could happen to me, but no. He he saw someone that was dying in great need, and he was the the one person close by that could help him. And so he was consumed with saving this man's life. He was consumed with, with, I got to do something not, not. oh my gosh, if I put this guy in my car, he's gonna smell up my, I mean, my camo, he's gonna smell up my camo. He's ble- what if it gets on my clothes like I'm all dressy and, and I, I go to this meeting, they're gonna look and what happened to you? You got all bloodied and you're dirty. You know, you didn't think about all these things that, I gotta help. I, got, I, I, I see, I feel compassion. I gotta help him. There's so many people in our city who are dying, maybe not on the outside, you guys, but on the inside. They're dying on the inside because of the abuse, because of the rejection, because of the the past, because of their sins, and they're praying and asking for someone who would show mercy to them. Will it finally be you? Are you gonna show mercy by really seeing and having compassion and helping them? And think about this, All, all three of them, they're walking, all three of them saw him, but only one of them showed mercy by having by seeing having compassion and really helping him you know he didn't say well i'm going to help him only if he's a fellow samaritan that's that's the only way i'm going to help him you know he didn't ask the question well well you know who is he can you know is it okay is it safe no here's the reason because his love no no he didn't know prejudice his love knew no prejudice he, his love was indifferent to who the person in need was his love was godly somebody in need, they need me, and I'm going to help them whatever, however, whenever, I'm going to help them. And so when I think about that, I have to ask myself the question, do I operate this way? Am I like this? because on the exterior, I might look, maybe not to you guys, because you know me better, (laughs) It might not look as holy, but maybe to some people, you're like, man, you look pretty well to do, well kept, uh, you know, put together, or or, or, am I like this, or am I, would I be willing to stop? This guy pulls over, and he helps this guy. How did he help him? With whatever he had. He wasn't a doctor, but he helped him in any way he could. He looked in his, you know, the trunk of his camel, he pulled out the bandages, because you know, and maybe it happened to him. Maybe, you know, he has a little, like, care kit in the back. You know, I don't know if you have one, I have one in my car. A little, a little kit in case my battery dies, what do I do? In case my flat tire happens, what do I do? I got an older car, I need one of these. And so, you know, you have a little, you know, Band-Aid and Duct tape fixes everything. Right there, you know, and so so you know what 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 did he do with what he have? How did he help? I don't know. I'm gonna do the best I can. We're gonna tape him up, bandage him up, put some oil on him because you know I know that helps. In those times, it was like healing to put oil on, on on wounds. And so he does that. He he helps this guy the best way he can. He he wasn't equipped to do everything, but he could help do something. And so when I think about that, I think about the fact that scripture says that he put him on his donkey. And, and that's what probably it was, and he put him on his donkey, and he had to pick him up, you know, probably a heavy guy, by himself, hurt his back, you know, whatever, but he just does this, and, and he goes to the inn, we don't know how, long the inn, how far the inn was, it could have been close by, but it could have been miles, kilometers in those days, you know, away, 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 And it doesn't matter, he put him on the camel, and he just went and he found he saw somebody who was in great need desperate need and, and close to death and and, and doing a very in a, in a very dangerous place you know full of robbers and and thieves at the time and none of that mattered are you guys hearing me yeah. none of that mattered here's someone who was in great need and he was going to do all he could may not be enough but he was going to try to do something will you be my neighbor how are we going to be a neighbor? We're going to be a neighbor by what? Showing what? And we're going to show mercy with what? By really seeing. We're going to show mercy by having... K- k- say it like you mean it. I have Feel it. Do you feel me? Having compassion. And we're going to show mercy by what? What else? By helping. And the last one, and I love these stories, you guys, because these these stories is they gave and that's what this guy did he gave he gave what he had gave his possessions let's keep reading in verse 35 and on the next day when he departed he took out two denarii he gave them to the innkeeper and he said to him take care of him and whatever more you spend when i come again i will repay you i'll give you some more he didn't say, man, I found this guy. Do what you can. I'll see you later. I hope you can help him out. I'm bringing him to you. Take care of him. See ya. No, he did all he knew he could do to help him. And when I think about that, I think of the most, The, the most of the time, people, you know, they, they want to count. He gave two denarii. He didn't say, like, well, how much can I do this for? He gave him whatever he had. It took because the amount of money would take care of him for about Three weeks, he gave them that. And so he was very open and he realized, man, this man is hurting and he's dying. He said, I wanna put him in a good bed. I wanna take care of him and I want him and I'll be back. It's one thing to say, it's one thing to feel it, one thing to seal it, to see it, but it's something else to do something about it and to give. You guys, all these characteristics for the good neighbor, they should be true of us. This is how we show mercy by really doing these things. Listen, most of us, we have more than a whole lot of other people in the world have. People who don't have anything. And sometimes, probably, we are more selfish than we realize. And what we have to remember is that where it all came from, every single thing we have came from God. He's the source of every good and perfect gift, every precious gift, the source of our salvation, the source of our good health. And if you think about it, there's not much that you and I can brag about. We're so blessed. It's real easy to be so blessed and not think about what other people need and not think about the blessings that we have because we have what we need. And now there are always other people who have more than we do, but that's not the issue. The issue is... I have, what do I have, how does he want me to give what I have, give my life, how does he want me to treat others, and there was ever a time when we would be thinking the way that this good neighbor thought it is now, you guys, and I pray that what's happened this week through this outreach, and I pray that what we've shared about today, that it'll inspire us to get involved, to do something. I'm so proud of the people here at our church who were involved, who gave some of their time this week to show up, and I'm proud of the folks in our church who, who did the cleanup after as well. You know, we love hosting, and then after you know our guests leave, it's time to clean everything up so we can have a nice place to come to, and I, I'm proud of that as well, you know? And when I think about this and I think about how simple this passage that we just read the scripture is, we're talking about living a godly life. It includes showing mercy to people who need the Lord Jesus Christ who, and, and who have other needs in their life, people who are suffering, untold suffering, losing somebody you love, somebody, you know, losing your home or your children or whatever it might be. It's heartbreaking. But listen carefully. When your heart can't break, you are in trouble. A broken heart. All of us should be able, should be available for our, our heart to break. We should be able to feel and touch and know in our hearts what real pain and suffering and heartache is. And so, when I look at this passage passage of scripture, it's a simple story. But the reason it's so simple is because, and so familiar, is because it happens all the time. It happens all the time. It happens all. The time. People that are hurting and that need the help. And so I would ask you to think in your own heart, would you fall, where do you fall in that category of a good neighbor? Because it should be true of all of us. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together in this moment. And Father, we thank you for this simple story. Thank you that Jesus knew exactly where and how to touch this certain lawyer's life. And I pray that you'll touch our lives just as deep. And that you'll speak to all of us whatever you want to say to us, whatever you demand of us, require of us. We pray that the Holy Spirit would bring us to being willing to say, Yes, Lord, I'm available. Here I am. Here's what I have. Lord, we want to be true, a true follower of you. And so with humble, we with humble hearts and we humble ourselves and we say, yes. Lord, and so still praying, how many of you would say, you know, I know that there are some people that I could be a good neighbor to right now. If you're here today, I want to invite you to stand with me right now. I want to pray for you. This is awesome. I see people standing. I love it. Those of you that you don't have anybody that you can think of that you can be a good neighbor to, and you call yourself a follower of Jesus, may I just say, You need to get out of your little circle a little more. You need to get out more and get to know some people, and you need to do it now. There's nothing more foolish than being locked up in our own little Christian insulated environment. You have been gifted something precious, and that is to show mercy. And so still praying today, those of you that are here today, that you would say, you know what? Oh my goodness, I feel like I'm so far from God but yet I want him so much, I feel like I'm so far, how can I ever get there? Well, I want you to understand very clearly that you cannot work yourself there. It is impossible. Scripture says that the only way that you will ever be saved is by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ alone. The Bible says that, that it is never ever by works, and I want you to hear that very clearly. You have no ability to work your way to God. It is impossible. Your sin separates you from a holy God who cannot even look upon sin. That's why it's so important for Jesus, the Son of God, to be born a virgin he did not inherit the sin nature but he passed that was passed on through a a natural father his father was father god in heaven who had no sin and so jesus lived a perfect life as the innocent lamb of god without sin without any kind of blemish so that he could be our sacrifice jesus died on the cross and he became sin and he died with it and he rose again on the third day and now scripture says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved and you may feel like you are so far from God it doesn't matter you draw near to him and he will draw near to you now you call on his name Jesus save me and there are others of you you grew up around the church and in the church like I did you grew up you thought you were okay but you woke up one day And you realize, you know what, I'm not okay. I don't really know him. There's no spiritual fruit in my life. I've heard the story time and time again, but I've never fully connected to him. Jesus, save me. Either group that you're in, as you call on him in a moment, you will be born anew, and his Holy Spirit will fill you, and you'll be able to talk to him and hear from him, and you'll be able to be different, and you will have the power that only comes from heaven and you'll be changed to become more like God's son, Jesus Christ. That's your prayer today. You say, yes, Jesus, save me. Be my Lord, be my savior. I give my life to you. If that's your prayer today, I'm simply gonna invite you to lift your hand with me right now. If that's your prayer, just lift it up and leave them up all over this place. I see hands up here in this section. You can put it down here in this middle section. I see one, two, three of you, four of you. In this section over here, I see one, two of you over here. You can put them down. God bless you guys. God is in this house, and I want all of us to pray together. I I want no one praying alone. I want you to pray this prayer together. Everybody pray. Say, Heavenly Father, save me from my sins. Forgive me. I repent, and I turn to you. Fill me with your spirit so I can obey you so I can follow you, make me new, make me like you, because you died for me. Empower me to live for you. Jesus, take my life forever. It's yours, in Jesus' name I pray. DV, would you celebrate with me? that people have prayed that prayer. It's okay to stand and worship God in this moment and celebrate with me. That people have said yes to Jesus for the very first time. That's a miracle. It's the greatest miracle. And I love it. I love it. Yes, God.